We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good afternoon. I'm looking for... Paul to open. Paul to open. You've certainly come to the right place. These short trips don't usually work. The chances of reversing a short trip are even more remote. Oh, don't be so melodramatic. How dare you! Don't you remember? Oh, the questions. The questions, the questions. Just remember. I'll get my answer, Doctor, and I'll discover more about you and why this constant performance of yours. All the world's a stage. Hmm. I might use that. Hello, and welcome to Pulto Open, an ongoing quest to watch all of Doctor Who in random order. And occasionally we don't go in random order. We take little side trips where we discuss Doctor Who as a whole and thorny little knotty questions of Doctor Who-ness that we ourselves have pondered over. And uh, my name is Chris Taylor, and I'm excited <laughs> to see what we come up with here. Pete, what, were we going, what are we going to And I am so excited about this. This is great. I love our side trips. I love our side quests. I like to slip sideways in time. I have good experiences mm-hmm. when I slip sideways in time. So this is good times. And we're going to be talking about a big contentious issue. <laughs> it's yes. just not an issue. It's just a thing people debate a lot about Doctor Who. And it's a thing that inevitably comes up with almost any large franchise that has multiple people in lead roles, and in this case, the lead role, uh, which is, who is the best actor to take on that lead role? And so that's what we're going to be taking on here. Who is the best actor to have ever played the Doctor, or, if you will, Doctor Who? Indeed, some of these people will have played Doctor Who, some of these people will have played the Doctor. Of course, we remember for most of the classic series, the character was listed in the end credits as the Doctor. So you should technically say Doctor Who for most classic Doctors, I believe, at least until Davison. Um, you know what I just realized? So, we're, we're, doing, yeah. we're doing the ultimate question. <laughs> the ultimate like, question of is is it the doctor or is it doctor who are we taking a side well, quest from who? our side quest i guess because it's like we we joke every uh, normal podcast that with the ultimate question is what we thought of the story but in the show the ultimate question is doctor who doctor and like who? we're kind of answering like who who is the definitive doctor here not really def- i mean you know who? best actor definitive doctor might be different things so that's another debate right now we're looking at at performance of acting ability of the depth and i guess i guess i would ask you chris right away like Mm. what what is sort of the criteria there if we wanted to unpack what is a good actor or a great actor in terms of what they're bringing to a role what are we looking for well this is this is an interesting thing that makes this a very unusual pull to open side quest because normally we're dealing with the canon of of doctor who but this, this, uh, for this story only, this side quest only, I feel that we can look at the other work of the actors in question. Okay. Um, yeah, and we, I'm going to say that we should take this question as broadly as possible to, to uh, include a wide and very interesting uh, list of actors. I think we sh- it should be literally every actor who has ever played a character called the Doctor or Doctor Who, meaning mm-hmm. a, a time traveler 
who travels around in a TARDIS. And so the first thing I'm going to say is that I feel we have to include Peter Cushing. Yeah, that's fair. He's I, I like I like we, the Doctor. We're looking at the Doctor Who multiverse here, guys. Yes. So, yes, we're starting with we're definitely going to include Peter Cushing. Um, on that note, I would say we, we should also include David Bradley. Yep. We, we should also, should. we should definitely include John Hurt. We should definitely uh, include John Hurt. And before we even get to Hurt, let's, let's actually just go through these in chronological order. Sure. Chronological order of actors to play the doctor. So Hart, the order is Hartnell, Cushing, mm-hmm. Troughton, Pertwee, uh, Tom Baker, Davison, and then I think we do have to include the actor who played William Hartnell's Doctor Absolutely. in the Five Absolutely. Doctors. What was his name? Richard Herndall. Richard, that's right. <laughs> I always thought it was. Oh, I thought you were you were like, you were. I thought it was a trivia thing, and you were seeing if I knew, but you you actually had to. I, I'd right actually right forgotten. So everyone watching on YouTube you- is seeing you typing it on the uh, on the spreadsheet <laughs> now, or whatever you're filling out there. Yeah, Richard I do Herndall. Yeah, because I, I remember how, how strange it was that he chose an actor whose name was, sounded like Hartnell, but was he not was Hartnell. He was quite good. You know, I got to say, I don't mean not to get on, I know we're not even done the list yet, but like, I, I remember, I would say he probably did a better William Hartnell than even David Bradley. I think we could get into David Bradley because I think he's great. I just think if right. you're looking for an emulation of a style, um, the, Richard Hartnell and the Five Doctors does does a really good job emulating Richard uh, William Hartnell. Is it, is it Herndall or Herd, Herdnall? I was, that was Hern, Herdnall. H-U-R-N-D-A-L-L. <laughs> so we're doing it live here, guys. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, you get, you get an insight into the, the construction, uh, the careful construction of a Pult of Open episode. Okay, so the, he's the next actor. Then Colin Baker, then McCoy, hmm. then McGann, then Eccleston, because we're going in chronological order of playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we're skipping over Curse of Fatal Death, right? That is a little bit. Maybe we're Ooh, getting yeah. too many people because then you'd have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we? No, no. That's no. a lot of actors. Otherwise, Rowan Atkins, like uh, Joanna Lumley, yep. like we're going to have to Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> we might have to give it to Hugh Grant. No, I think that's that a can of worms. To- it is a can of worms, uh, very farty worms. Um, yes, no, that's <laughs> it's a bad idea to include first face of life. I think we can at least say in a dramatic role, right? So mm. comedy Done. and parody not included. Done. Um, Good and deal. also, I guess we have to not include the, the stage show. Wasn't there a stage show, Doctor? Or several stage yeah. shows? Yeah. There, there was the ultimate adventure. Yes. Uh, and I think I forget when Seven Keys to Doomsday happened, but uh, most well, actually, I guess David Banks did play the Doctor once or twice during the run, but I think he was mostly sort of the understudy. But I remember hearing about the Ultimate Adventure, and it was it was Colin Baker and John Pertwee again. So, yeah, and we also have to say that there are actors who played alternate Doctors in uh, Big Finish audios. I think we have to exclude those, right? Because we'll, then we'll you're throwing in them. Love You, Nick Briggs, but. I, I yes. you know I'm sure he would himself would would exempt him from this whole uh, this whole thing, but okay. So it has uh, to be visual too, media, visual media and drama. Uh, well, that's that's good because yeah. it also uh, peels off Richard E. Grant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and who who does not love to peel off Richard E. Grant of, of an <laughs> afternoon? Um, so okay, McGann, Eccleston, uh, Tennant. 
Tenet, of course. Uh, should, we, should we list Tenet twice? No, no. We, <laughs> <laughs> we that guy not. is so greedy on all these Doctor Who lists. <laughs> no, one time. We should even list Tenet three times, you know, Metacrisis yeah, right? Doctor and 14th Doctor. All right, uh, Smith, then mm-hmm. Hurt, uh, then uh, oh. uh, Capaldi, then mm-hmm. Bradley. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Right, then Bradley, uh, yeah. Unless and then, we count Bradley in an adventure in space and time, which came to comes first, but I guess it doesn't matter. We don't get it doesn't really matter the order. I mean, he, yeah. Bradley counts. Um, yeah. And then Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, and then Joe Martin. Joe Martin. And then, because we do have examples of his acting in, in other media, Shooty Gatwa. Yep. That's fair. All right, so we have that's three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> that's five hundred actors. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the longest poll to open we've ever recorded. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, right. 18, 19, 19 different actors. Uh, okay, in our list, that's a lot. Wow! Even if we that's spend one minute on each one, that's that's already twenty minutes. So, tell you what, Chris, I'm going to suggest something. Yep, I'm going to say, how about each of us come at this with a top five? Because I think Ooh, we're okay. just going to, yep. we're going to, and then then we'll we'll sort of see where those overlap, and we'll see if we can come to a consensus. And then yes. maybe right before we come to that consensus, we have a couple honorable mentions, maybe of stuff we we didn't get to talk about. Does that sound good? All right, so that sounds great. Should we take turns? Uh, yeah, for for who's in our five? Because uh, I, I, I want to start right away and say that I think. Uh, for me, probably the 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 only possible winner on this list is John Hurt. Uh, yeah, I think he John Hurt's huge. he was he's he's also the only one who was specifically chosen as the most famous actor in Britain. That because that is mm-hmm. how he was listed in Stephen Moffat's script for Name of the Doctor, where the War Doctor appears for the first time. It literally says the most famous actor in Britain turns around. Mm. Uh, and he is he is the doctor like you know smash cut to credits um so yeah he he just is he's 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 acting royalty if you look at everything he's done over the years it just there, there is no there is no equal like and, and his tv work as well caligula uh is extraordinary and i think he shows that range in in uh in playing the doctor as well even though it's only one story um you know barring all the big finishes like he, he does manage to be like you you think when you when you watch the end of the name of the doctor you think that john hurt being in it like he's going to play it like very portentously but like the twinkle that he brings to the role in day of the doctor is is extraordinary and he has that range of just being exhausted and 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 furious and it just he he is just the best natural actor on this list yeah. um yeah so what, yeah what i gotta think? say 
Well, he's definitely on my list, too. So I think to sort of clarify something you said earlier. So, yes, uh, there are actors on our list that will have a large body of work and a lot of renowned work. But I think it's not just that. I think they do have to bring that range that, uh, you know, getting of the character and of the script they're in. Because in John Hurt, he's he's in one story, right? Um, They have to really bring that to the foray in the, the work that they've done. So I think I think it's they have to do that, too, because, you know, if, if someone is a great actor, but otherwise gave a naff performance as the doctor, I did, you know, it yeah. just wouldn't be on the list. So, yeah, Peter Cushing kind of has to. Yeah, yeah that's I, I'm not actually Cushing isn't on my list. Right. Like, and again, I do like those movies for other reasons, but not necessarily for the acting. So but hurt, you're dead on. Like, he's not only an amazing actor. I mean, we're not going to give his whole resume here, but what he brings to that role and not just the role of the doctor, but the role of the doctor in this story where he's Mm. at, Um, like the line that there's a few moments I'm just going to handle zero in on two, really, where Clara says to him, Jenna Coleman, you know, your eyes are different. Like it hasn't happened to you yet. And you really believe it. You know, it's not just lines on a page like you you kind of are then looking at his eyes and looking at mm. the how the others are playing you know Matt Smith and David Tennant in that role and and you do sort of feel a difference and it, it's it's not just that moment it's like everything he's sort of done up to that moment with you know being in prison with them the the repartee he has with those doctors um so there's there's that moment and then I'll I'll go zero in it, it happens almost right after it's uh, almost everything that happens, honestly, in the barn between him and uh, Billy Piper and when the other doctors come in. But in particular, the um, the the stuff with Billy Piper, I forget. Actually, I forget if it's in the barn or just before because he talks to her right before he's transported back. Yes. And he says of the doctors who he's been bickering with for the past hour, they're the, they're the finest people I've ever met. You know, he, he yeah. and it's such a such a turn, like a surprising line, but yet not surprising. Like the feeling is that it's earned. And and he's just it, it, that begets the whole line of like great men are forged in the fire. Uh, yes. It's privilege of lesser men to light the flame. You're just like, oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. You know, it's like that's yeah. such a good scene. So well written and so well performed by John Hurt. I mean, if, if he's not at the top of the list, he's definitely in the top five. Yeah, and when you consider the 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 weight that his shoulders had to carry in that that episode, like he he had to make us forget that Eccleston could have been in the fiftieth. You know, mm, yeah, he had to basic. He made he had to make us believe there was a whole missing regeneration of the Doctor. And I mean, Night of the Doctor did that in part. Uh, you know, you definitely got to give give credit to McGann for that, at least, even if he doesn't make our list. Uh, but also, but Hurt really sells it in Day of the Doctor. Like it, at the end, when when he transforms into, he's like wearing a bit thin and starts to transform into Eccleston. You're like, oh yeah, there was another guy, wasn't there? <laughs> 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 Which perhaps is a good segue to into saying that uh, because I don't want to put Chris Eccleston down, I think he should mm. go on the list. I think he's he's my yeah. number two pick. Love, love Chris. Yeah, he's he's a really great choice. Um, I, he's probably on my list. I mean, I'm now I'm kind of like, oh, do I have six on my list? Um, <laughs> but he, he's it's almost like 
I wouldn't say cliche, but it's almost like a given, I guess. Like, you know, Chris Eccleston really brought this weight to uh, Doctor Who by being the doctor when it came back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like he was very well known. He was obviously been in a lot of popular movies by that point, but also like he was, he was, you know, cut his teeth on things like Shallow Grave and um, yes. sort of other, other big dramatic uh, movies that uh, really showed the, the range of this guy. And so, he, and again, he brought that to the role. Like, the absolutely, I can't think of anyone better in the role of the. PTSD doctors, we call them sometimes on the yeah. podcast. He's he's very wounded, and it comes out in big ways and little ways throughout the season. But he never forgets the humor. There's such a great balance there. Like it's very very smart, very smart performance. Yeah. He 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 has so many layers to him, and he sort of does it in every role he takes on. Like it's it's interesting that quite often, if if an actor who has played the doctor is in something else and i'm watching him with with friends who happen to be doctor who fans we're all like oh hey it's it's the doctor and he's obviously got a pocket watch in his pocket uh you know and he just has forgotten that he's the doctor like when you see matt smith in the crown you're just like mm. why why is the doctor pretending to be prince prince philip and maybe he should go through his uh <laughs> should go through his uh pocket watches and open one of them and one of them will remind him like you, you, you can't ignore that it's matt smith right but you just mentioned shallow grave and I'm, I'm like i'm thinking back to that I think if I watch Shallow Grave again today, I would not think I would not think Doctor with Pocket Watch. You know, I would not right. think human version of Doctor totally. because he's so different uh, as a character, and he he does bring that to everything, and he definitely brings it to the role of the Doctor. It's so much range in in uh, series one of of just the uh, the haunted look, the uh, the hopefulness that comes through. The justice once rose, everyone lives. Um, hmm the the way that he deals with captain jack and it just you know and then the 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 sense of reluctance that he has because you do get the sense that he you know barring his personal conflicts on the show he would have liked to have continued like we we were good we were really good uh at the end like he really he had so much more to give and that is has to be by any measure a classic season um and and you know and and I'll I'll add as a northerner, <laughs> lots of planets out of the north, but uh, Gallifrey did not have one until Eccleston came along. He represented for the northern accent, uh, and yeah, the too far north accent in terms of Bagoy. And McGann, like you know, was from the north, was from Liverpool, uh, but always sounded a bit more posh. And Eccleston's like, no, screw it, I'm just going to let it all hang out. Well, the star that burns twice as bright burns half as long, you know, it's the, uh, he, he was, he was, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a poetic that he didn't get more seasons that he had that one mm. season, um, which is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a perfect season, but it's almost kind of perfect for that doctor and, and Eggleston himself. Uh, even though I would really love him to do more with doctor who, I wish he had done more with doctor who, particularly with the 50th, even though we were just praising John Hurt. Um, yeah. I do, uh, uh, and I'm glad he's back doing stuff for big, uh, big finish and stuff. But um, that's that's one one amazing season. Um, I'm gonna sort of uh, go back in time a bit mm-hmm. here because I feel like you know we've said two doctors from the New Who era, but I mm-hmm. I want to zero in on classic, and yeah. I want to see if you agree that I Tom Baker, he's not just. Uh, a popular doctor, but I do think as an actor and 
you know, he's, we talk a little bit about a lot of behind the scenes stuff with Tom Baker and it's not always favorable, but I do get a little bit of a sense of like that genius madness thing with him, you know? And I think he, a lot of that translates into the role. Does that mean he's a great actor? I don't know, but I do think the idea of the doctor sort of being able to bounce from humorous, warm, humorous warmth to deadly serious looking at the classic series, I don't think anyone did it better than him. Interesting. Wow. You, you've really zeroed in on my pain point here, which mm-hmm. is that despite the fact that Tom Baker is my doctor, uh, he'll always be my favorite doctor. I don't know that he makes this list. And yeah. I, I have okay. to say that unfortunately, uh, Paul to open has been part of the process of me thinking that, that he's actually not that great as an actor. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, wow. Tom. Please don't listen to this podcast, Tom. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I've said that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to kill off the poor guy. Um, yeah, I, I, I it just, all of the looking to camera, it's the looking to camera. Like the fact that he's done it twice, <laughs> that he broke the fourth wall, you know, oldest rule in acting. And it was, he wasn't supposed to do it. And he broke it, brought a bit too much comedy to the role, like in the wrong way. But to your point, I'm going to say, you know, and, and maybe this sort of sealed the deal for me when you said you didn't know any uh, actor who could go from that, you know, outrage to, you know, whimsy. Uh, I, I had to say Troughton. Mm, Troughton yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trenton for me is the best yeah. actor of the classic era. You you know you you're kind of convincing me, particularly with the fourth wall stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which is it's tough because I mean if you think about we go from John Hurt who did like one episode mm-hmm. with two other doctors to Tom Baker who did seven years of yeah. the show, and it gives you a lot of material to you know make your case one way or the other. Um, but I think to your point, there's so many places where you could make the other. <laughs> case against that maybe you kind of have to step back and uh taking the entirety of that it's it's maybe a little bit diminished yeah. but Trouton, you're dead on about that sort of whimsy serious I, I he's definitely the doctor that it's it's so unfortunate that a lot of his stuff ended up uh getting junked and his his era is for for people looking back on it, there's just not as enough as as much to look back on. But the stuff that you when we do go back to it, and we've only done it a, a couple of times here in the podcast, um, it's just really really great. It's a delight to watch that guy. Uh, just, yeah, it just really get is. It. And I I have argued in the past that he sort of only has those two modes. Where he's either sort of shy and whimsical and kind of looking down at his feet, and he's doing this, or he's got his eyebrows down and he's being very shouty. But mm. the, the but the way that he does those, and, and the way that he acted in everything else well, that he was in, I mean, he was already renowned yeah. as one of the finest actors in Britain uh, when he took on the role. Uh, it just, yeah. And I would, I would um, even point out sort of that his choices do go a little further than those two extremes. Now, admittedly, in the two Doctors, he does do a lot of contrived shoutiness, particularly with the Sixth Doctor and that sort of bickering with himself stuff mm. that they're trying to play up. But you remember, like, you all, you were you were kind of convincing me when we were talking about that episode about the choices he made when he was becoming an Andragum. Oh, and yes, I was just going to say that. The very relishing those lines of, like, brandy sauce. And brandy and like sauce. Really kind of yes. going for something, you know? Like, that wasn't necessarily, like, doctory, but it was it was it was interesting and it was fun. Um, you believe good choices. His, 
you believed his transition into into an androgen because of that. Like you didn't yeah. believe it because of the uh, orange eyebrows. He he really sold it as an actor. So yes, he has had the opportunity to do that. And of course, he did it in en- Enemy of the World. He uh, played a, mm-hmm. played a different version of you know a doctor lookalike who happens to be a global dictator. Uh, and and by all accounts, totally pulls it off. I guess we'll we'll see when we actually watch that. Um, that newly, fairly newly rediscovered story whenever we get around to it in the show. Um, but yeah, I think, so you okay. think he's on the list? You think he's, he makes the, the top Troughton, line? I think you've mounted, you've, you've convinced me that he's a better choice than Baker, even though right. I probably associate the sort of the template of doctorishness of going back and forth from those two modes with Baker more, but that's probably because I saw Baker before Troughton. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, just totally pains me to say it, but like Tom Tom Baker, you've got to consider all of the other stuff that he's done. There's not a lot of other stuff, unfortunately. There was yeah. there was that uh, moment where he did a uh, he did Hound of the Baskervilles on British TV, I believe. And everyone was sort of waiting to see his take on Holmes. And it was not uh, it kind of fell flat. Like uh, you know, he's had these opportunities to break out. He has just had great, great success as a voiceover artist. Uh, if we, if if this were a, a ranking of the best voice of any Doctor Who actor, he, he would be far and away the winner. I, I could listen mm. to Tom Baker's voice all day. It's mellifluous and marvelous, marvelous, and just yes, yes, please, Tom Baker and Maya. Um, Love it, but that's not what we're looking so, at. We're looking at acting chops. So let's rebound back to the new series quickly, yes. and I think we can. I, I think we're going to agree on this one, which yep, is uh, going to say, <laughs> well, someone who shares my first name. I'll just say, <laughs> and it's none other than one Peter Capaldi um, as the twelfth Doctor, who has been uh the in this podcast one of the favorite of our randomizer that bounces around everywhere and then it's kind of easy to see why in most of the episodes he is fantastic like he 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 definitely makes some choices that don't always work and i think some of those were probably also influenced by stephen moffat but generally like i would say most of the time they do and he also has he, he there's no one quite gives a doctor speech like Capaldi and gives it oh, yeah. like enormous emotional weight stuff that you can really believe. Um, he's, he's probably the, the best doctor, uh, what speechifier? <laughs> Is that a word? Uh, Absolutely. Best orator perhaps as the doctor. Yes. The best orator of all act orators to play the doctor. Um, Capaldi, I mean, it has to be Capaldi. Uh, we, you know, we just uh, singled out his performance in Flatline, and mm. uh, almost Emmy worthy there, and and the, the particular choice to play the Doctor low key throughout, so that he could give this massive oomph to the speech at the end of Flatline, which really does give you shivers. Um, it's extraordinary, and you you look at his movie career, and it, and it's extraordinary. I mean, everything mm. from uh, local hero to David Copperfield to like he's 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 one of the few doctors uh, doctor actors to like have uh, had s- such a storied career before and after. Like it is rare right. to get both yeah. sides of the coin. <clears throat> but he absolutely got it, and and also he's one of the few actors to play the Doctor who who 
I, I, maybe the only actor who'd play the Doctor, who just sort of decided in his second season to play the Doctor almost entirely differently. Like the difference mm. between season one Capaldi and season two, you know, yeah. or eight and nine, is is night and day because he's he's decided not just to grow his hair longer. It's the biggest physical difference. He's a bit more loosey goosey, you know. He's Doctor Disco. He's playing an electric guitar, uh, but also like we've gone from mad ranting Scottish Doctor to he's he's less Scottish. He's decided to tone down his accent, and he sounds a bit more like Tom Baker. In mm. in nine and and to a lesser extent ten, but certainly you listen to him in uh, Heaven Sent, and you detect some some real Baker tones. And he's saying like five billion years and all of that stuff. It really, really it seemed very noticeable to me that he'd made that decision to change um, who he was playing the Doctor, and he just he carries it off like you still believe it. You believe both versions. You believe that he is in the Doctor in both versions. Um, and yeah. uh yeah he's also what? it also Cavaldi may, ha- may have also the most famous uh audition <laughs> in in the history of doctor who that mm-hmm. apparently he just went to Stephen Moffat's house and in the words of Moffat was just doctoring about for a bit like didn't even have a script or anything <laughs> he just was doctoring about and of course he's one of these actors who has been a fan since his childhood he's obviously been thinking about what his doctor would look like his entire career and he's got so much range; it's it's almost greedy. You know, I almost think it's good that not good that he only had one season with Bill, but that Bill mm. uh, and and Pearl Mackey sort of get the fully realized, sort of gestated and perfected version of that Doctor, so that his mm. Doctor, when uh, Bill as the new companion. Uh, can sort of bounce off him with like her questioning and sort of figuring out this world that he's, he's just ready for it. Right. Like they're, they're, they're just a great pairing. And that, I think that's a big reason why season 10 really, really works because Capaldi's at the top of his game. And uh, then this great sort of young energy uh, comes in and is, is infectious. And he, he sort of plays off that when his performance and it's uh, it's amazing. So yeah, Capaldi for sure. Uh, definitely on the top five. All right. So, I, so I have, for me, I have a list of four. <laughs> so I only four more? Left. Uh, yeah. If we're doing a top five. Uh, but what, uh, let's... Um, Pete, do you, do you, are you going to include Troughton in your list or are you, you hanging fire on Troughton for now? You know, I'm, I'm going with consensus here. I'm, I'm not holding the fire for Tom Baker. I like, I like Troughton. There's a lot of folks I like in, uh, well, there's a lot of folks I like on the, the whole list, but going for mm-hmm. in sort of top five in terms of performances. Um, well, yeah. the, for the, for the fifth one, are you thinking, yeah. are we going classic or new or, remote i i think we're, we're gonna have to fight over the last space in the lifeboat in this one uh i because for me i gotta say uh sorry to fans of david tennant sorry to maybe peter davison might be another contender that that i would think of i think it's got to be matt smith dude we are so in sync i was actually Seriously? there too yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, tem- I was tempted to do Davison. He's my doctor. Honestly, we have yeah. our rating called fixed point in time. I, he would be my fixed point in time doctor. Like, yes. I still think Davison's great. We were just praising him in a recent podcast on Arkham Infinity about how he acts the hell out of every episode. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, not at all 
like he, he's a great actor to be in that role. He really yeah. gets the doctor. But Smith, yeah, Davison like, gets uh, Davison gets an honorable mention. I will say for for taking badly written scripts because that, yeah. that is definitely a skill you need as an actor, the doctor, and giving them one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, and again, I think we we have to give so many honorable mentions, but we'll get to that in a second. Matt Smith is, Mm. uh, we haven't done the 11th hour for the podcast yet, but like in terms of like getting that character and going from like zero to 60 on convincing a skeptical viewership of like, should really this super young kid be in the role of the doctor? Does that make any sense? And how is that going to go? I think it's going to be it's, it's Melrose Place as Doctor Who or something. And he comes in and just owns it from day one, like gets it, yeah. like and is really convincing that this is a thousand-year-old person in a young man's body. Um, and just, he just nailed the role immediately. And I think it's to his credit, I mean, I think, uh, not just to his credit, it's, 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 that what he's gone on to do since, right? Like, mm. and it was a little up and down for a bit, but he his range and the the, the kinds of roles he's done, uh, particularly you mentioned the Crown, um, which I thought he was really great in. Honestly, like a lot of the time, I, I was not thinking this mm. is uh, you know where's where's this on a <laughs> screwdriver or whatever. Um, and then various movies he's been in, like he's he's definitely got chops. Um, really throws himself into the the roles he's got, and uh, yeah, definitely my vote for for Philly not our top five. Yeah, and I I think it's it's interesting that we started the list with Hurt, who had you know uh, old eyes that look young, and and Smith yeah. manages the opposite feat of young eyes that look a thousand years old. And he has such range when he's playing the doctor. He's Mr. You know, spinning top, doing the thing with his hands. Uh, but he's also like got that sadness, that that deep bone rooted exhaustion and sadness in his, in his eyes and in his manner. And he can slump like nobody's business. And that could so easily in a young actor look like, oh, you know, snap out of it, dude, you're just being emo, you know, but he sells mm-hmm. it. He sells it as, as, you know, just, just the ennui of age. Uh, and it's, it's no small feat to play the doctor in old age makeup, like he does in time of the doctor and, and really carry it off. Uh, I think better than David Tennant did in, uh, in last of the time Lords. Well, and there's even other moments like I we did closing time for the podcast, and I think that's mm. such a he does such a great performance in that one because everything you just said really resonates about how he's you know he's going to that um, he's going to go get killed <laughs> at like Silencio, mm. and the the weight of that is sort of uh, on him. He's having a bad time, and you just the you know that those old eyes, uh, and that mm. just has you completely believe it in the, the state of mind he's in. It's it's just, just fabulous. And again, he can do um, all that whimsy that we were just talking about with Patrick Troughton, you know, in the same episode <laughs> where yeah. he's goofing with the kids and uh, has great lines and delivers those lines perfectly. Like he's talking about, you know, go off and, you know, enjoy the toys, kids. Don't don't give your money to your parents because they'll just spend it on vegetables or something <laughs> like, like <laughs> silly lines like that. Yeah, I mean, just it totally works. Get totally gets the role um, and delivers it every single week. And he does. He can give Capaldi a run for his money in terms of speechifying, and and True. often does very especially good when talking to spaceships. 
when talking, he does good talking to spaceships, but he also does does a good understated speech. And I'm thinking of his very last one in in Time of the Doctor. He's, he does this thing of like, you, you've got to keep moving forward, like you know, as as, as he yeah. uh, prepares. We're all stories in the end. No, no, well, that was uh, the end of the first season, right? Uh, but this is, you know, t- time of the Doctor, where he's just he's hit the reset button. He's about to regenerate before he sees Amy Pond, before he takes the bow tie off. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to keep changing, yep. and that's kind of lovely and yeah. understated. Um, yeah. So I, th- yeah, I think that's got to round out our list. So wow, I did not expect such consensus yeah. I, between us. Nor I. Somehow. <laughs> Even though we don't always agree on what ratings we should have in the show, we do have a similar sense of uh, what Doctor Who is and what the role is. Although, again, our honorable mentions, I mean, Tenant, it's hard not to have, uh, we could do a whole podcast on him and, you know, why he's either overrated or underrated. But we're going to get he's so many fabulous. comments. We're going to yeah. get so many comments on this video for not choosing Tenant. It would obviously be the people's choice. Oh, uh, and, and honestly, and- Shudigawa, the jury's still out. I have not really seen a lot of his work. I've, I saw a little bit of sex education, and he seems great. And I can mm-hmm. see why he got the role. Um, he may turn out to be just as amazing and may, like, in, in the similar way that Matt Smith did, who got the role at a similar age, mm-hmm. uh, really impress so many. Uh, yeah, Shudigawa made, his, uh, made a does. pretty good Ken. Made a pretty good can in Barbie, which yeah. uh, <laughs> just saw last weekend. Uh, but unfortunately, not a lot of lines. Yeah, it did, uh, didn't have a lot of chance to stand out, but he does do a lot of physical performance in that, which uh, mm-hmm. which helps a bit. So it's he he was a bit memorable. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Joe really Martin is has been fabulous. I mean, again, if I knew more of her work, I thought she did amazing work on the show. Um, I've seen her around in a couple of other things, but um, mm-hmm. nothing against her. Uh, and David Bradley, Jody. honestly, I, I, mm. I do yeah, like I David Bradley. Jodie as well. Jodie as well, I think needs, needs a shout out for her other work. You know, she's amazing in Broadchurch. Uh, she's amazing in Attack the Block. Um, and I, I just don't think that, 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 uh, Chibnall's writing, you know, direction of the show, unfortunately didn't, didn't serve her very well. Um, yeah, David Bradley. Yeah, well- Mm-hmm. Good stuff there as well. In his Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, th- I think David Bradley was pretty awesome. Um, I think he, he he doesn't feel as much like William Hartnell, but I do feel like he's sort of a revisionist version of that Doctor with with a you know a little more depth here and there in certain things. And it's like, oh, okay, it had had the show been a sort of a different thing at the time, this would have been like a perfect mm. performance. So, yeah, I gotta yeah. gotta say he he the times he's um, well, what not. How many times has he done it now? Like, because uh, he, he only did it in the one thing, and then he did Adventure in Space and Time, right? So, yeah, he did uh, Adventure in yeah. Space and Time. Then, then he did Power. Uh, no, sorry. Oh, it was in Power of the Doctor time. too, right? Why? And yeah, Power of the twice Doctor. Yeah. and Power of the Doctor. So, yeah, so yeah, good, good, uh, good fallback as the first Doctor. I, I think I think he does great. Yes, yeah, so honorable mention for be- best replacement. For a doctor <laughs> sadly no longer with us, um, yeah, <laughs> best upgrade uh, in the first doctor. I don't know. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's compulsory. Yeah, sorry, sorry, David. I was probably put tenant sixth um, on on this list. Um, you know, certainly <laughs> played the doctor in the most incarnations. That's for sure. 
and uh, look forward to finding out <laughs> how differently he plays the 14th. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I love Tennant. He did so much for the role in the show. Um, he he is definitely, in many people's minds, the doctor and plays that sort of dichotomy of playfulness versus seriousness in a different mm-hmm. way, which I kind of like. Like it, to his seriousness is like the whole oncoming storm. I'm I'm right. this serious dude doing things, uh, but that's a little fun. You know what I mean, it's like it's it's hard for David Tennant to be on screen commanding the 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 episode without it being fun on some level. And there's absolutely nothing wrong yeah. with that. Uh, and that's not to say he, his range uh, is is limited or whatever. I think he's done so many other things, particularly in Broadchurch. When I remember when I watched Broadchurch, I was uh, mm. sort of taken aback by how different that role was and how sort of unlikable he was in in very many ways yeah. um, you do have to knock you know. him down a point because he is the only doctor uh who is denigrated on screen for putting an accent on uh yeah a, yeah they have a doctor where he's derided as dick van dyke uh yeah. basically putting on a cockney accent which of course is what uh <laughs> what david Tennant does in this role uh he has a great cockney yeah. accent he brings it to many other roles uh but it is a little it's a it's a little too cartoon cockney could be, could be, but I, uh, I don't mind it. <laughs> so I, I honestly uh, did. It took me a while to realize he was actually Scottish because uh, mm. I hadn't seen any interviews with him uh, until I think that his first season was done, and I was kind of surprised. Um, but anyway, yeah. those are that's our take on the top five actors uh, to play the role Doctor Who. Guys, please comment either on social media on our choices. So that's, you can reach us at pull to open 63 on most networks like Twitter, Instagram threads and Facebook, or go ahead and uh, just comment on this video. Cause you're watching on YouTube, right? And if you're not, go ahead, please like, and subscribe. <laughs> Check us out at youtube.com slash pull to open or TikTok yes, like, at pull to open wall. Like, one word. Uh, like subscribe and, and or hate us, uh, smash that hate <laughs> like button, follow us out of spite. Uh, so you can tell us how wrong we are and how dare we include Matt Smith and how dare we exclude David Tennant and what were we thinking? And haven't we listened to all Paul McGann's big finishes? Uh, how could we exclude mm-hmm. him? Um, and yeah, what, what, however we're wrong. If, if we got some Peter Cushing fans in the audience who, uh, want to tell us how much they love the fact that Governor Tarkin also uh, and Van Helsing also played uh, <laughs> played the Doctor in the not very well regarded movies. Uh, what, whatever you've got to say, bring it on in the comments down below. Don't be shy and uh, we will see you soon for another random adventure and for more side quests into the Doctor Who universe. Take care guys. <laughs>